0: tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening in. And just a reminder, you can go to jasondemars.com and you can contact me. If those watching the live video, you can see the additional contact information there. So make sure to um, like this video, share this video. I'm going to be talking about judging others we're continuing to look at the Sermon on the Mount. And again, we talked about this. This is not just another sermon of Jesus, a nice sermon of Jesus. This is Jesus delivering the new covenant to us. This is what the word written in our heart is going to produce in us. And so then we saw the seven-fold character of the kingdom, in the Sermon on the Mount, the first several verses there in chapter 5. And then now it continues in the rest of chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 are all speaking of manifestation of those characteristics in the life of a believer. All right, so now we have Judge not that ye be not judged. All right, so this is, this is a wonderful verse. That is totally perverted and corrupted by the modern liberal mind. And they take it and make it a, something that you put across the board, period, no question mark, no clarification, don't judge others. And, other, and then take it even further, and they say this that you're not even, you're not, there's no right and wrong. Just leave everyone alone and let them do what their little hearts desire. But that's not at all uh, what it's speaking about. It's speaking of harsh and rash rash judgments. Um, You see what the next verse says, verse 2. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye uh, would be like a speck of sawdust that is in thy brother's eye but considers not the beam or we would look at it and think of the two by four that is in your own eye or how will you say to thy brother let me pull out the mote out of thine eye and behold a beam is in thine own eye thou hypocrite first cast out the beam out of thine own eye and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Now this is speaking of harsh and rash judgment of others it is speaking of judging people uh, not according to your own private made up harsh judgment Severe, harsh rebuking, uh, things that are that go beyond the, the pale of common gospel sense. Um, number one, this can't be said. Don't that civil courts can't judge people. Of course, they can judge people. Secondly, the the Bible says the church is supposed to judge people. All right. Also, it says, "as as believers, uh, we judge all things." Look at the. Let's look at a few scriptures here. A spiritual man judges all things. A spiritual man judges all things but he himself this is first Corinthians 215 yet he himself is judged of no man all right so we're a person who is spiritual that means a person who has grown who has been changed and transformed and is growing in Christ uh All right, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that we muted. I'm on the microphone on my MacBook now. Um, So... So we left off, or the the mic muted after I was speaking, uh, growing in Christ. So the spiritual man judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. All right, we have that scripture, then we have uh, the scripture, spiritual man is speaking of someone who has been filled with the Spirit. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God right but the spiritual man does that someone who's been born again and who is growing in Christ so then you go on to the neck another scripture and it, it says that know ye not that the saints shall judge the earth all right so we are to judge and then it goes on and continues about having judgments in the church Jesus is sa- is saying in this verse Number one, live a life of continual repentance, continual examining of your own heart, continual repentance. He's also saying, he's also not, he's not saying we shouldn't judge in court. which He's not saying we shouldn't judge in uh, the church. He's not saying we shouldn't judge between right and wrong. What he is saying is we should not go on with our own standard of judgment and harshly judging people over and over again, harshly judging them. That's the attitude we're not supposed to have. And then verse 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast you your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. This isn't saying you shouldn't share the gospel with everyone. We should share the gospel with everyone. We should give everyone a chance to hear the gospel. But there's some people that are that are vile, wicked sinners, don't go in and try to share the mysteries of the Word of God with them. Pray for them. Share a simple testimony of how God has changed your life. And then move on. Move on. Don't don't keep pushing, keep pressing, because all that they're going to do is trample those things under your feet. So be careful. Okay, Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Verse 8, for every one that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. Verse 9, or what is man, what man is there of you of whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will you give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? All right, simple verses. Number 1. Number one, when we're looking at this verse is if we ask anything according to his will, he shall give it. If you're asking for things contrary to scripture, or if you're asking for things to fulfill your own lusts, you're not going to receive. You're not going to receive. It has to be according to his will, which means according to the word, and it it has to be for the right motive and objective. But Then when you ask, it'll be given to you. And we should believe that way for everything that we ask for. We should believe and expect that God is going to answer our prayers in every circumstance. But let the Holy Spirit examine your heart and be led by the Spirit in what we ask for. When we ask for good things, when we ask for the Holy Spirit, when we ask for the promises of God to be fulfilled, to be healed, To be delivered, to have your finances provided for, God will meet those needs. But we need to be following his principles. If you don't tithe or give offerings, you shouldn't expect for God to provide for and meet your needs. You know, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, and your prayers will be answered. If you're living a life contrary to the gospel, you can't expect answered prayer. Okay, verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Whatever you wish others would do to you, do to them. Don't treat people in a way you wouldn't want to be treated. This is the law and the prophets. This is another way of saying love your neighbor as yourself verse 13 enter you in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be which go in thereat because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it all right this is a simple principle most people are going to be lost and wind up in hell they're born lost and they live in such a way that is contrary to the word of God, and they get what they deserve, which is hell. And few are the ones that find the narrow way, the narrow way and straight. It says straight is the way. It's the word, the very word, straight itself means narrow. Um. Straight is the gate, narrow is the gate, and compressed, tight. It's, it's, it is, it's narrow and it's a tight fit is the way which leadeth to life, and few there be which find it. everyone starts out on the wide and broad way. Some, some are chosen of God to find the narrow way. Only a few find that narrow way. This is a principle. The vast majority of the world is on the way to destruction. Only a few find the narrow way. Amen. Makes you thankful for the grace of God. Verse 15. Beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they're ravening wolves. You shall know Verse 16, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns and figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So, this is the conclusion on the whole of that statement. Bad fruit. So, we are to fix the rule of judgment upon our minds. Engage men. Find out what their standard is. What their doctrine is. What their teaching is. Because... As the men are, so are their doctrines. If the men are walking in corruption and their lives are corrupted, you know, outwardly they might have the right the right look, the right style, the right approach, but on the inside, their motive is self-serving. They're ravening wolves, they want to eat you, they want to take your money, they want to live off of you, they want to use people to gain a foothold, gain uh, a standing gain, uh, acceptance, respect. And it says you shall know them by their fruits. Brother Branham says you'll know them by the, the, the word that they preach the, and the life that they live. A bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. It'll be false prophets bring false teaching. They might have a true anointing of the Holy Spirit. They might do real miracles, as we see in these next verse. But the fruit of their doctrine is false. That's the anointed ones at the end time that the Brother Brandon preaches to us. Anointed ones at the end time shows us. Let's, let's read this the f- further verse, just to get the picture Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. All right, so false prophets, they do miracles, they cast out devils in the name of Jesus they they heal people in the name of jesus they prophesy in the name of jesus what does brother branham show the differences the there's a true anointing they have a true anointing from the holy spirit like balaam but the motive in their heart is wrong they have the wrong seed in them therefore they bring forth false word they don't bring forth the word for today they bring the word of another day, another hour, another age. They bring false teaching. So what is what is the core of their problem? It's not the anointing that they have, but it's that they're not born again from their soul. They have an anointing on their spirit, spirit man, the conscience, reason, affection, memory, um, etc., so, they have an anointing on that realm, but they don't have the Holy Ghost in their soul changing their life and producing true teaching and true life. False doctrine produces a false life. A person can be very fundamental in their teaching, fundamental understanding, but they won't be fully on the Word. Why? Because their lives are corrupted. They go off the word and it produces a corrupted life. And this is what what Jesus is saying is he that does the will of my father, he that is obedient to the will of God has good fruits in his life, produces good doctrine and produces a good godly life. They might produce they might produce miracles. They might even look the part, but inside they're ravening wolves. Eventually, somewhere along the line, they go wrong. They are false teachers and they have a false life. I think we'll be able to finish the Sermon on the Mount today. Uh, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him, him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. Amen. This is the revealed word of God for the new covenant, the inner life producing this manifested life under the kingdom of heaven that's being declared. So you're building your house upon the rock of revelation when you hear the sayings of Jesus and do them. It's not just about hearing them and saying amen. It's about hearing them and doing them. Your life should be the amen. The amen that God is looking for is not just a word in church when the preacher is preaching, or when you're reading it in a book, or when you're looking at or you're listening to it on tape or watching a video of it. That's not the amen God's looking for. Sure, that's fine. That's good. You should you should aim say amen. You should appreciate the word and 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 shout unto the lord but that's not the real amen shout of amen that the lord is looking for he is looking for your life to say amen in other words you you hear the sayings of jesus christ and then you do them verse 25 and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was a pot founded upon a rock the rock of revelation. That's the foundation. And every, Verse 26, And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Building upon sand is hearing the word of Jesus and not doing it. That's building on sand. You can, you can look the part. You can be in church. You can hear the word. You can punctuate it with an amen. But if your life doesn't punctuate the word with an amen, if how you live doesn't punctuate the word with an amen, you're building your house on sand. And it's going to be hit sometime. Everyone's life is going to be hit sometime. And is it going to crumble because it was built on sand? Or is it going to... St- to stand and shine because it was built on the rock. Amen. Verse 28, And it came to pass when Jesus and ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So that's the, that's the finish, finishing part on the Sermon on the Mount. God wants us to live our lives by this message. Amen. God calls us to build our lives on the rock of revelation. If we don't don't live that way, if we don't build that way, all other grounds is sinking sand. The rock of the revealed word is the place we must build. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is good. Thank you to all who listened in. Sorry, it was muted for a little while. Uh, We should be on, should have been on the straight and narrow for the last while. Appreciate you all listening in. Hope you have a wonderful week. I'll see you on Friday. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Jason DeMar's live podcast new episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.